0: You're listening to coverage of the 2021 Convention of the American Council of the Blind.
2: And here we are for the HumanWare session on all things uh, Braille and Victor Reader. That's the way I shortened it. <laughs> and uh, today we'll be hearing from Peter Tusick from HumanWare. I'm going to start us with the opening code for those of you who have signed up for credit, and that code is 43349. And again, that code is 43349 for you to fill that out on your little sheets. And I'll just turn it right over to Peter for your presentation. So thank you so much for coming.
3: Well, thank you for having me. And I I really appreciate being here. And I I know I said this probably in the exact same uh, tone of voice last year, but I am really missing everybody in person. Uh, We certainly wish we could be giving you all hugs and handshakes, and more importantly, putting devices in front of you. Uh, But that's something that we will get back to, uh, just not yet. So you get to deal with me talking uh, to you, hopefully with you as opposed to at you, uh, over the next little bit. And I definitely will be taking questions, as I love doing and as I always want to do. So we'll pause periodically uh, throughout the next hour and 15 minutes, and we will take uh, some questions. What I'll do, I'm going to break this up really into three portions. Uh, I'm going to start by talking about what is new, the real hot topic, um, the hot button issue of the day, and that is the new BIX series. So we'll talk about Braille displays. Also, we will touch on the Mantis, and then I will pivot after some Q&A over to what is going on with Braille Note Touch Plus. And then I will take some questions, certainly, and then pivot to finally talk about Streck and Streck. Is a product we don't make but the Trek is a product we do make so I will talk about Trek and stream um, and we certainly can can focus on that and of course take questions. So I'm really thrilled to be here. My name is Peter Tusick I am the brand ambassador of blindness products for humanware. I am a veteran of these I've been I uh, think this is my seventh ACB as a humanware representative i've certainly been previously um, just as an attendee and just kind of floating through at various points in my life but i'm thrilled to be here humanware is always very proud to be a sponsor proud to work um, a lot with acb and and all the affiliates when we are at shows in person um, when we contribute to various phone conversations or zoom meetings at, at the chapter level as well as at stake conferences and conventions and all sorts of things so We will continue to rock and roll, as I say, and kind of be here uh, at all points moving forward. So we hope everybody has an awesome convention. This is actually the first time I'm doing one of these on day one of convention. So it's really nice to be able to do that. Um, And I, I hope you will come see us at our booth. We are going to be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. We have booth hours. I will also be doing some things tomorrow and Sunday. So you can certainly jump on the bits presentation or other places that I will be. I, I, also wanted to say, just while we get this going, and since it is the beginning of convention, we are offering 15% off at convention on our products. There are three exclusions, technically four. The three exclusions uh, where 15% off does not apply would be the Victor Reader Stream, the Mantis Q40, and the Victor Reader Stratus. All other HumanWare products will be 15% off, and we will do free shipping on the, those products in the United States we also are will not have a 15% discount on accessories. So I know there were people out there just really, really ready to buy some USB-C cords from us. Unfortunately, those won't be 15% off. And I highly doubt anybody was really looking for us for a USB-C cord. But again, if batteries and cases and such will not uh, be part of that discount. But there are some considerable savings to be had. So please come talk to us at the booth. Certainly would love to hear from you um, if you roll through. What I will start with is... The Brilliant Braille displays. So, I'll talk a little bit about what we did, and you know, when it, when I was sitting here a year ago, uh, we were in a situation where the current Brilliant model was on its tenth year. It was a good run, ten years, a long time. But we had to figure out a way forward, um, and we knew we were at a, a crossroads where we just weren't going to be able to source certain parts um, from the decade prior when we built and maintained you know, the product over those 10 years. So what we did is we kind of spun the plates, if you will, and we had lots of feedback, a ton of feedback from customers over in all sorts of users, whether it was educational users, professional users. Uh, Feedback overall was very positive on the Brilliant, but there were people out there, lots of users said, we want more intelligence. We want internal capabilities. We want updated hardware and we want humanware to rethink or to kind of push what a braille display is, Um, to push the envelope and not just have it be something we connect to a computer that has maybe a stopwatch or something internal. Um, Let's really think about what it is that a braille display can do. And we said, that's a great idea. So we compiled things and We certainly listen a lot to user feedback, and I will touch on that at the end when we get to the Victor Reader portion, because there was a big-time survey this year. But we gathered feedback, and we really thought, what can we do to make the most robust Braille display that has been offered to date that is not a full-fledged note-taker? And in that, we developed and are now out with and have released to a lot of very great reviews the brilliant BIX series and the flagship being the Brilliant BIX 40 and then the Brilliant BIX 20 is also available but there are some differences which I'll get into. The Brilliant BI 40X is the first Braille display to use Bluetooth 5.0. So we are using Bluetooth 5 which is the new Bluetooth standard. This really comes into play when we talk about um, working with modern Bluetooth protocols. So Bluetooth 5 is extremely stable there are no dropped connections. There's there's no loss of connectivity. I have been using one. I have the second unit that rolled out of production, so I got it back in somewhere in late last year, and I've yet to repair it to my phone. Uh, but the the point being, we we wanted to use Bluetooth 5 not only because of the stability, because it works from a longer range, because you know it it does have a better um, strength of connection, but also because Bluetooth 5 affords us a lot of unique possibilities moving forward via IOT or the internet over things or some people say the internet of things but there are going to be some unique ways that we are going to be able to use Bluetooth moving forward and in ways we can work with data or I think about deafblind communication or various things that could be on the radar thanks to Bluetooth 5. So that's the number one piece on the BI40 that is very unique and that we are very proud of. The second thing that we did is we've added the capability. It's not active. But the capability for audio support on the X series braille displays now the bi40x has stereo speakers so once audio is enabled and i'll get into what that means but once audio is enabled you will have stereo speakers on the top side of the unit to the left of your backspace key about an inch and a half to the left and about an inch and a half to the right of the enter key or dot eight you have a stereo speaker grill on the top face of the unit so we are going to have audio capabilities and on the 40x we also on the very top right corner on the top face, we have a microphone. So that will, again, afford us the ability to do things like audio notes like we do on the Victor Reader stream. Or also could really lend itself to different things moving forward. But it's key purpose at, at first when we enable audio, which should be at some point later on this year or, or you know down the line. It's not going to be a long wait. But when it is available, we will be able to have a microphone and take advantage of the uh, audio input on that 40X. There are some differences, um, which I'll get into the physical differences on the products in a moment. But what we tried to do, and we think about the audio capabilities, we think about Bluetooth 5. Uh, we're trying to reimagine what a braille display can do. It certainly is something that well, we've grown accustomed to. It kind of, yes, it works with your screen readers, but what else can we be looking at? And yes, we've seen. Uh, A lot of great braille displays out there, not humanware displays, but great other displays that have built in internal features. And that's been fantastic. But what else could we do? And one of the things we kicked around and settled on was Wi-Fi. So we do have wireless capabilities on the BI40X and 20X. But on the BI40, we can connect to 2.4 and 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi networks. And we can connect to NFB Newsline, Bookshare, and NLS BARD, the braille catalog. So again, we can, we can access those catalogs straight away. That will grow, it is assured, because the Victor Reader line of products is a very global line. We have access to libraries in all different parts of the world, and we certainly will be bringing that to this product as well. But at launch, it's very US-centric, or in really, you know, I say North American-centric, but very much US with NFB Newsline and NLS Bard Braille Access, and then Bookshare, which is used around the world, but we do have Bookshare as well. Wi-Fi is also used to update these devices so you can certainly update the old school way where you get a thumb drive and you copy a file and you put it on the root of the drive and you insert the drive and all that you have to use a computer to do that we want to bring this update and push things to our users so we are going to be able to update over wire, wireless connectivity we already had one update version 1.1.1 in may which brought in pdf support and, and some other pieces we're at the cusp of version 1.2 which i will talk about be out at the end of this month early august um, we'll bring in some really neat features very user request driven um, and that's something that we'll be bringing in as well so wireless updates it's not just about connecting to your book or online services it is also a matter of being able to update the device when we're ready and cruising those updates over to you through wi-fi as far as the internal capabilities the devices do have the braille terminal which we can connect to five bluetooth connections simultaneously and then one usb connection we are using usb c so whether when we're charging the device we're using usb c when we hook it up to our computer usb c so it doesn't matter which way you plug in that connector to the unit Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback as have many companies over the past several years that micro usb is just not conducive to long longevity on ports Uh, So, we certainly have heard that. We know that those cables wear down. I have gone through lots of cables um, over the years. I have some sitting here where you could not identify which side is right side up or upside down because the pins are virtually gone, they're non existent, they're smooth. So we use USB-C. The other piece of these displays is when you plug them into your computer, they will show up as mass storage. And there is a tool to get these to be recognized on the Mac as well. But on your Windows PC, you plug it in and boom, it's going to show up like a removable drive because these have file and folder management. So this device does have onboard file and, file and folder management. Also in a basic editor, we are able to create um, TXT files. We're able to open files like PDF. Um, you know, DOC, DOCX, RTF, and so on. and what? But when we open those in the editor, when we're saving edits, those are being saved as text. That is how the, the Aspos library that's in use is going to work. So when we're in the editor, we're going to save those files as TXT, but we do have onboard braille translation, so we can work with multiple languages. We were able to configure multiple braille profiles which is really neat to see. I've worked with some users in the past couple of weeks who are working with French documents and Spanish documents in Braille on these devices. Very cool, and those will translate into text. So when you put them on the computer and you open them in the, let's say, notepad or the editor of your choice, they're going to show up for you. The other piece is the editor. Again, it's going to give us the ability to copy and paste. It's going to give us the ability to insert date and time. You know we're working on and the future update that's coming in a a few weeks i should say is going to have bookmarking which i'll talk about but it is a basic editor this is not a full-fledged we don't have the same library in use with uh, as we did say on something like a braille note touch plus where we can do math and we can do visual stuff and formatting and all of that heavy lifting again that's a braille display so primarily you're going to be doing that heavy lifting on your computer you're going to be using Microsoft Word, maybe some other type of editor uh, of your choice. Maybe you use Pages on a Mac um, or Google Docs, and then you're going to you know do that sort of heavy lifting there. So this editor is a it's called Keypad. It is a very functional editor, great for consuming and creating basic documents. The device also has a basic four-function calculator, very straightforward. I um, you know it's, I've used it quite a bit, especially when I'm calculating 15% off discounts at the booth. Um, just Plus, you know, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Very, very simple, straightforward calculator. It's working in computer braille. It's nothing like the Touch Plus, where we have scientific and all those fancy bells and whistles. So very simple. Um, the device also does have a Victor Reader application, which allows us to read all of that content. So this is this is the big difference. When we open something in the editor, it's going to convert it to TXT. That's not good if, you know, we want to keep formatting. Let's say we have a text PDF file, which is fully supported. We can open the editor, but it's going to turn it into a a text document. When we open files in Victor Reader app, they are read-only, but we can then navigate them with the navigability that Victor Reader affords us. So we can move by daisy levels. That's how we read our Bookshare books, our NFB Newsline newspapers. It's how we can read HTML. We can read PDF. We can read all document types and sort of open them up and move through them seamlessly. So it is something that um, you know the, the Victor Reader is very powerful, and it's not just for reading the books that we get from the online services. We were able to use KeySoft Lite. So, we're using first letter navigation internally. Um, first letter nav, we're able to use commands like O with space to go into the options menu or full cell with space to go back to the main menu. So, we're, we, and again, when we're reading things, we have auto scroll. The way we start reading, the way we do various things is going to be very similar to those of you who have used KeySoft over the years. This is KeySoft Lite because, again, it's, this is not a robust, we don't have an email client or a web browser or a contacts, manager, and we won't because this is not a full-fledged note taker. This is meant to be a productivity device that kind of goes hand-in-hand with uh, what it is that you're using on your screen readers. As far as differences, so both the 20 and 40 cell unit are going to have that same firmware, the same feature set. The differences, there are physical differences in the unit that that extend beyond just the amount of Braille cells. So we do have cursor routing buttons on both units. The difference comes into play where on the 40-cell unit, we have the HumanWare command keys. On the left of the Braille display, on that top edge, we have command keys 1, 2, and 3. On the right of the Braille display, we have command keys 4, 5, and 6. On the 20-cell, we do not have those command keys. And again, it's they're useful in JAWS, for instance. And it's not that you can't input those commands on a 20. It's just that you'll have to use the Braille keyboard to emulate some of those keystrokes. So if I needed to do, oh, I don't know, something like... Um, Toggle, toggling between jaws and pc cursor i'm going to do that from the keyboard as opposed to just using command key 4 if i'm using a bi40x the other differences are on the 20x model we do have an sd card slot so both models have a usb port they have a C as well as a usb type a for putting in thumb drives but the 20 cell model also has an sd card slot the 40 cell does not You can certainly use an SD card reader if you are dead set on using an SD card, but there is not a slot built in. The other difference is, again, I I talked about the 40 cell model having stereo speakers. The 20 cell has a mono speaker uh, and does not have a microphone. So again, the 40 BI40X has a microphone and stereo speakers. The BI20X has a mono speaker and no microphone. Both devices do have a uh, a headphone jack an eighth inch jack on the right edge with volume buttons as far as some other physical differences we have uh to talk about bluetooth 5 being on the the bi40x the bi20x is using bluetooth 4.2 the other difference being that the bi40x can connect to both 2.4 and 5 gigahertz networks the bi20x can connect to 2.4 gigahertz networks uh, when it comes to wireless Everything else, though, in terms of that, that firmware, what's in the devices, is going to be identical. When it comes to updates, we released an update in May, and I mentioned it. It had some features that we had been implementing PDFs. So if we have text PDF files, we can open those up in the editor and actually work with them as text files. Or we can open them up in the Victor Reader and move through them um, as they were meant to be moved through, which would be not taking away any of the formatting. So we brought in PDF. We brought in some localizations. We certainly do support lots of Braille tables when it comes to input and output. But our localizations were increased as well. So a lot of European countries received localizations. That's going to continue. We are a global company. We value being able to build products. And sometimes it can affect kind of our speed of development. And I know it can be irritating for those of you who are waiting for an update. And we say, it's coming, it's coming. A lot of times what holds us up is we need to make sure that when we release a feature, it's available to every localization that we serve. So it needs to work for users in Germany or users in Saudi Arabia, the same way it would work for all of our users in North America who speak English. We need to get all of those text strings localized as well as the support uh, documentation. So it it oftentimes, you know, and and we, we need to do that. We can't just release some feature set that is available on the English version of the software that doesn't exist for our other friends in different parts of the world. So we've added a lot of localizations. The next update is currently about to hit beta. Um, I believe it'll hit beta this in the next few days. I've seen an early alpha version of it, so it will go to beta and then it will be released. We put out a form about a month and a half ago. We received a lot of new beta testers, which is awesome. A wide age range, as well as kind of a, a, a range of use cases. So for some retirees, some working professionals, of course, some students. Um, and it's been it's going to be very good to help us really round out our beta testing. What we're going to be bringing in is a couple of new features. One that was asked for a lot was the terminal clipboard, and this is something that other devices have had, but we are going to to bring in a terminal clipboard, meaning you don't have to rely on the Braille translation of, say, something like iOS um, or, or JAWS. You're able to type in the editor or find text, you know, in your Victor Reader, and you can actually select and copy that text and then paste it into the terminal. So it will go into your blank Microsoft Word document or into your messages field on your iPhone. So that's going to be a great improvement. It was asked for by users. We we listened, we hear you. The other piece is the ability to copy text from the Victor Reader app. So people were saying, we want to be able, you know, what if we're reading a book and we need to notate um, a section, we need to cite something. Uh, we, We need to be able to select that text and get it out of Victor Reader and put it into the editor. That is something we can now do. Um, you are going to be limited. We worked with Bookshare. We have to make sure we're not uh, just kind of throwing text all around and some some digital rights management stuff comes into play and copyrights. You will be able to work with about 10% of a, any given book in Victor Reader at a time. So there is a, a limit to that buffer um, in terms of copying from Victor Reader. But it is certainly something that will be coming the other pieces that will be coming and this one always makes me happy because i push for lots and lots of being as versatile as we can so we always want to bring in all of our users um, who've used our previous products one-handed mode is something that's very important we will be bringing one-handed mode onto the 20 and 40x the bi 20 and bi 40x it will also work in terminal mode this is something that previously was not on say something like the, the bi 40 or bi 32 previously um, or if you use a Braille Note Touch Plus as a terminal, you can't use one-handed mode when it's a Braille display. But you can now, so both internally as well as when you are in the Braille terminal, you'll be able to use one-handed mode. So a, a great thing there. And there are also some other minor sort of changes. We're allowing you to be able to start the device in directly in terminal mode, so you can kind of bypass the main menu if you would like. Um, and some other some, lots, lots of other small pieces. But the the main pieces are the ability to have the terminal clipboard, which is being being worked on, and then also the ability to copy and paste from Victor Reader. And the other piece is being able to add bookmarks in the editor. So if you need to jump to a specific spot in a file, um, you certainly can do that now because we'll be able to put bookmarks into the editor. And again, these are user-driven suggestions, and there's lots of bug fixes um, that are out there as well. So we, we we really like to listen. Many of you out there, I'm sure, have joined the BIX user group on it's a groups.io list that myself and Andrew Flatris, who Andrew is our Braille product manager, who it would be about midnight for him and it's his birthday. So I think he's he's sleeping uh, or doing something on his birthday evening over there in the UK. Uh, Andrew and I started a user group that when we have time, we definitely try to contribute to. But you can certainly join our user group by sending a message to Brailliant, B-R-A-I-L-L-I-A-N-T B-I X dash users, the plus sign, and the word subscribe at groups.io. And that's on our website as well. So certainly if you come to the Brilliant BIX support page, join us. If you just want to watch the messages go by, you certainly can if you're a new user and you have questions or or a seasoned user and you just want to know how some things work. Um, It's a community of users. It's been very well built. Um, I will say the participation rate is a lot lower than those who are actually on the list, but that's typical for any list. So, um, and that's nothing wrong with that. So, we certainly have a lot of users. It's been really nice to see the feedback. Lots of very positive feedback, lots of great suggestions, and critical feedback is always great too. So, we want to know what we can do better. We want to know uh, support materials that might be of assistance. I've certainly been trying to create more videos that take quite a bit of time to get up on the website um, and then creating documentation for performing certain tasks. So the BI 20 and 40X are here. Um, again, please come talk to us at the booth. We'd love to hear from you. And we, we appreciate all the positive energy that's been surrounding those products. I want to touch on one other thing before any questions, um, if there may be any, but it, that is the Mantis Q40. So we've also developed a product in conjunction with the American Printing House for the Blind. Um, and I know they are here as well. They are great friends of ours uh both inside and out of the workplace so we are we're very close in a lot of ways myself and and greg stilson and others um work closely together and we developed a product with aph the mantis q40 is the it's a qwerty keyboard so a full qwerty keyboard no number pad but a full full full-size qwerty keyboard with a 40 cell braille display uh, on the bottom so it is a braille keyboard if you will an external bluetooth keyboard it is very similar to these BIX models. There are some, some differences there. Um, the device does not have any audio support. It is, it is That is not a capability of it. There are no speakers, um, so no audio capabilities. And also, the device cannot access the NLS Braille catalog. But it's very unique, and those who have used it, and I'm sure some of you out there have felt it, and hopefully more and more of you will get a chance to get your hands on all of this stuff when we can actually be in front of you. But uh, users have been super positive because this is a Bluetooth peripheral, right? We're just able to use it like any other Bluetooth keyboard that we may use, but we have our Braille display built in. So it's been wonderful with JAWS, uh, wonderful with NVDA, wonderful with voiceover. Because a lot of times when we use the Braille keyboard in the the Braille Perkins style keyboard to execute control D or uh, other modifier commands, it can, you're doing acrobatics. And it's not that it isn't doable. We have lots of users who prefer and like to drive every aspect of their screen reader from the Braille display. Maybe you're using NVDA with the Braille extender. Uh, maybe you're using JAWS. You know that the Braille support is very robust. And you can do that from the Braille keyboard. But the nice thing is, when you wanna hit Alt F4 on the Mantis, you just press Alt F4. Um, you know, you're able to 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 truly work on all that. And we know how important QWERTY typing skills are. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, we, we see this in education. I encounter kiddos all the time who do not have solid typing skills by the time they're, you know, getting into or out of middle school, which, which starts to become a detriment, we have to develop and support all modes of inputting text, whether that's Braille input, we really need to have good computer skills, I say it over and over again the note taker, which we'll be touching on as great as it is, we have to be able to put multiple tools in our toolbox. There's tremendous value in learning and knowing screen readers and computers. Uh, the more we know, the more doors we we will open to ourselves as we kind of move forward. So it's been an awesome product. The Mantis Q40 again has the editor, has the online capabilities, sans the, 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 uh, the BARD mobile side of things, but it does have those wi- wireless capabilities. And it will continue to grow. Um, We're going to be taking lots of feedback and suggestions. And again, that's an APH, American Printing House product, that HumanWare does distribute internationally. We are able to sell through dealers here in the United States as well. But it is available on quota funds for education accounts. So if you're in education and your school, um, you're able to use quota funds to get these devices at quota prices. So they are available on quota. All right. At this point... Uh, I would I would like to take a couple of questions before I pivot to the note taker, if that is all right. Are there any hands raised or any questions floating through?
4: Uh yes, actually we have eight raised hands here. All uh,
3: right, we'll probably let's... do four of them, but we'll see. And please, okay. I ask if you have a question, please be ready and just ask one question, please, and we'll try to move on because I would love to hear from all of you. I don't want to keep this as an open conversation. Please come to the booth, um, but please please let's try to get to everybody because i would really like everyone to have a, have a chance
4: okay sean you may go ahead and ask your question
3: sean fire away
1: i suspect i know the answer to this question but i'm going to ask anyway on these products um can the firmness of the braille cells be adjusted in any way the sharpness question. of the dots. The answer is no.
3: There is one Braille firmness setting. So until you feel it and read it, you'll be able to determine whether that's going to, you know, right for you. Okay. And yeah, um, this, this is a frustration. I.
1: This is a frustration I have in general with the industry now. Is I have repetitive strain, and there are some days when. Reading Braille is painful for me, and there are very few displays out nowadays that let you do this. So it's sure
3: just kind of one of those cries I have to the industry: is please don't it's forget. It's good to hear. <laughs> and I think, well, I think as we see new technologies that are not piezoelectric, we may see some flexibility there, Sean. So it's 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 good to hear. And believe me, I I hear you, and I will certainly uh, be taking that to our product management team because I work very closely with that team. So thank you. All right, thank you. Rock and roll. Thank you, Sean.
4: David, you can unmute.
1: The Victor Reader can read the original format, and you mentioned that the editor will convert it to a text document. Has Humanware looked into converting the document using Markdown so that it will add text? It's
3: a great question. You're kind of breaking up there, David. But uh, the in terms of Markdown, you can certainly. We, we've we've heard a lot of. Um, interest in 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 supporting markdown and being a markdown editor uh it's something we definitely want to look at uh right now i mean it it is creating text so you can certainly if you're working with a markdown editor on a computer i mean you can use you know input wise you you can you can create it um and and view it in the markdown editor of your choice so it's a matter of consuming uh documents with mark markup and markdown sort of stuff is not something that exists now but certainly something we can look at absolutely
1: yeah i just was thinking uh sorry it was the proximity sensor on the iPhone i was oh, just fine. thinking that if you um, export the document like you get a document that you're working on with uh, somebody else and you, rather than have to use the computer to convert it to, to a markdown format that you could open the document and optionally right. convert it yeah to markdown.
3: it's a it's something that's come up we certainly will be looking at markdown support um and, and like i said right now you are able to create You know in theory markdown documents because you're working in a text environment so hashtag for headings and things things like that would work but in terms of consuming yes i i i absolutely uh love it and i will continue to we'll continue to look at that it's a great great one and we'd love to be able to open and recognize markdown when we import or bring up documents in the editor so we could quickly navigate and quickly work with things so thanks awesome thank you thanks david
4: fran you can unmute hi peter um i have a question about the 20 um does it support the braille i learned when i was little or do i have to use ueb
3: oh of course it supports the braille you learned when you were little so <laughs> we we are able to support duxbury learning tables um and i know this comes up a lot and i know it's gonna be a very much a point of contention uh, for many of us and i grew up learning us braille uh the the devices will support in terms of reading and writing there are hundreds of braille tables we can use uh, from duxbury those include us grade one and grade two those also certainly include UEB. Um, when we talk about, you know, using the device with a screen reader, that mm-hmm. is something that when you're in terminal mode, that is not controlled by the, the braille. That's going to be controlled by the screen reader of your choice. So your screen reader needs to support U.S. Braille, which, which they certainly still do. Uh, but you, yes, we will support U.S. Braille. So if you download a, a Bookshare book and you want to read it, um, S- we certainly can read that in U.S. Braille. We also support UEB. We support all of that. Um, in addition to, to other Braille codes, pre, pre-UEB codes, so something like, you know, Australian pre-unified or, or UK, old UK Braille. Uh, we, we do support that, yes. Thank you so much.
5: And Mary, you can unmute. I was just wondering if the um, Brilliant BI40X comes with any hard copy Braille documentation?
3: So there is a user guide on the unit. Uh, there is no hard copy documentation with the products. No. If you want hard copy documentation, depending on the dealer you purchase from, if, if you were in a location and you have a dealer, sometimes they'll provide that. We used to do it. We got a lot of feedback. A lot of it didn't wasn't localized correctly, especially in other languages. So we, we, we put the user guide on the device. We also have electronic versions available that you're able to use as well so on the main menu there is the user guide is there if you press the letter u you can open the user guide up you can also certainly find it online you can find it in the hw buddy application on ios or android Uh, but there's not a braille hard copy in the box okay but thank you
4: diane you can unmute
3: diane
4: uh i'm wondering if the mantis q 40 supports multiple Bluetooth devices and if so how many
3: it's a great question and I uh, it does it supports five simultaneous Bluetooth connections so you can move from your iPad to your surface to your computer um, and it also has one USB connection as well so yes it will do it will connect to your five of your favorite devices
5: okay thank you
3: thank you all right we'll do one more
4: Area code five oh one ending in nine seven four. You
0: can unmute. Hi, Peter. This is Nancy. Younger. My Braille, my BI 20X is on its way with, from Roger Bain, um, but uh, I am excited. Uh, the only thing I'm, I'm wondering now, this may just—I have a BrailleTouch Plus that has a calendar. Is it inappropriate to ask if if there might be a calendar update on the on the BI 40, uh, BI 20X? Thank
3: you. It, it's a great question, Nancy. And I think as we go forward, we're going to learn a lot about how these devices can play. With you know, with things like that, I I don't know. You know, there's nothing on the roadmap at this point in time on something like a BI 20x. But it's been asked for contacts and and uh, not contacts. I'm sorry, calendars have been asked for and would make a lot of sense for our for our users uh, to be able to sync you do start to get a little it gets a little hairy when you start talking about synchronizing and doing things like that because if we're going to put a calendar on the device we need it to work in tandem with with all of our connected devices that can be a little tough without the ability to add accounts to the device and it can get a little a little funky so we will see it's a great suggestion and it's certainly something that uh, I've heard um and that we've heard so I I would I would strongly encourage you to stay tuned but nothing at the current moment and and the product is 4 or 5 months old so it's a little baby it's it's actually the <laughs> product came out on January 17th and my daughter was born January 22nd so wow we're right at the same so i'll always know how old this product is based on unless i somehow forget how old she is but uh it's it's very young so it's going to evolve nancy so i would say not right now but we certainly were on the cusp of an update i know there will be updates later in the fall and then going forward you never know but it's a great question
5: thank you peter
3: thanks so much nancy all right everybody i'm going to pivot we can certainly come back to questions and I'm happy. I really want to take questions, but I, I want to be conscious of our time um, and want to let everyone run away at, at 545, uh, well 645 Eastern. Uh, so I want to talk about the touch plus and want to talk about some things we're working on. It has been a slow year um, with this virtual environment. We've been focused a lot on what we can be doing to bring functionality into the touch plus for our connected sort of classroom users. We are working on a major overhaul, an entire rebuild. And I finally have an alpha of it. Um, and I will be in the beta stage soon, which and you will hear me do some webinars and various things coming up on a rebuild of the key files application. And what key, what this will do is this will allow key files to, to access all of our cloud services. And the nice thing about that is, so again, right now, when you use the Burnout Touch Plus, if I want to get a file into Dropbox, I have to use, in some sense, the Dropbox app, or I have to share the file and get into the Dropbox sort of share sheet. If I want to upload a file into Google Drive, I have to do the same thing. Either I have to share it and work with that upload piece that Drive gives me, or I have to open Google Drive, I have to go to create, go to upload, find my file. It's a very uh, complicated piece, and it also is not very usable. And it can change overnight because it's a third-party app. And third-party apps, whether... It's Uber on our iPhone or <laughs> Spotify or um, our favorite dictionary, whatever it is. They can just change without warning. And we've all seen that. We all opened up an app and it's totally different or it just doesn't do what we need it to do. So w- what we're doing with key files is we are rebuilding it. It will feel the same, same shortcuts. There will be some added benefits, some some re- redesigning. Uh, but we'll, we'll be able, when we hit D as in drive, D with space, to come up to our drive selection instead of just seeing storage which is in your internal drive and then your sd card or your usb drive you're now going to see any associated cloud accounts from services like onedrive dropbox or google drive what will happen is you'll be able to press enter and come into those services so let's just say and again you will need to be connected to wi-fi to kind of jump through those drives especially when you're talking about shared folders you need to have an internet connection But on the touch plus, if you wanted to move something into shared with me or my drive or whatever it is, you would come up to drive selection. You press enter on the correct Google account that you want to work with. And then you're going to see shared with me or my drive. And when you open either one of those, you will see the structure of your particular cloud drive. And they're all going to differ at that point, depending on how you have your Google drive configured. But we are going to be able to browse and then also to use the file manager to move files to and from shared locations. And yes, what this also means is when we're in keyword and we want to save a file, we can save, you know, to directly to one of those places. So we can save into a shared folder directly from keyword and save into a shared folder with our teacher or save it into my drive or move it over into OneDrive, or whatever it may be. And this is still being built. It's not in beta yet. I believe this will. Our target is to get this out at the end of August, early September, amongst other features. But it's a major rehaul. And we know from the feedback we've received that it is something that people are really going to enjoy, especially if you use cloud storage. Because the reality today is uh, we're not using as much local storage. We're not using SD cards and thumb drives the way we used to. We are using cloud-based services to share photos, to put things in in folders. You know, it, uh, I have a lot of information in password-protected folders. That's very personal stuff in case I need to pull up, you know, my... Oh, I don't know. I was on the road a year or two ago, and I had a leak in my house, and I had to call the insurance company. You know, and those sorts of things we can now just throw in the cloud. We don't have to have them uh, localized anymore. So that's something we're working on, and it's going to be a major overhaul. We also are going to be bringing in a lot of Braille table fixes, especially in key math. We had a lot of feedback that the key math side of things, uh, there was uh, some issues with entering certain symbols. So we're going to be fixing that. Um, Some we're also bringing in BANA method three tables. And this is very important for people who use or are learning other languages. So these are applicable to German, French and Spanish at launch. But if you're if you've never heard of Bana Method Three, it's a wonderful thing because what you can do is you are able to work in UEB uncontracted Braille, and you don't have to use special symbols to make the accents in those languages. So you can use the native accents for the enje or for the umlaut, the o umlaut, or for you know special characters in French, German, or Spanish in the context of UEB uncontracted Braille. Major step forward. This is how sighted people learn other languages, right? When you want to write an umlaut, just a special character in the midst of other Latin alphabetical characters. So this is going to be the same approach. We're we're going to be the first display to support this. We're very proud of it. It's going to be awesome, especially for our, our, our kiddos learning multiple languages or just if you're wanting to learn a, a language and you want to read and write in that language, you don't have to learn the punctuation of that language. You don't have to learn the ins and outs of that language's Braille code to be able to read and write it. So Something that's very going to be a big improvement. Again, I don't know how applicable it is to many of you here today. I know we have, it's you know a lot more of a consumer-based group, and maybe you're not learning or reading and writing in French or Spanish or German. Uh, but definitely something we are very excited for, and we want you know we know we'll open some doors when it comes to working with learning multiple languages, which ultimately gets us more exposure and gets us cruising and, and kind of opens doors for us down the line. So, something that's very important. We're going to be adding shortcuts to apps like Google Slides, apps like Google Docs. Uh, being able to do some things when we're creating content or editing content in those apps uh, is very important. So that will be coming in. And then further down the line, we're going to be really re-examining and looking at what's going on with things like KeyMath, uh, things like PowerPoint presentations. We have a lot on our radar, and we're now ready to, to just bust forward with it. Um, so that's going to be a, a major improvement on the Touch Plus side of things. We'll continue to update KeySoft. We're still fully Google certified. We are getting security updates. We're good to go. We're going to continue to be supported by Google. Um, we're still a partner of Google's. We are still the only Google-certified tablet that is out there. Um, so we can we can run tablet apps. And it, it really is something that uh, we continue just to, to cruise with. And I think these improvements, especially the rebuilding of key, key files, and then ultimately where we end up going when it comes to inc- really increasing Keysoft's capabilities and productivity side, is going to continue to make a huge difference for people who are really living in those connected spaces, whether it's a connected classroom or a connected workplace. It's going to be a, a game changer for those sort of Braille-first users. Um, I know that the question comes up, it always does, about the version of Android. Will we be moving to a new version of Android? And I've I've written, I've kind of spelled this out in long-winded write-ups and things here and there that some of you may have seen. Uh, we do not, Still, do not see the benefit of bringing ourselves into a and spending the resource and development time to bring the device to a newer newer version of Android. It will have no effect on our Keysoft users. Our time and our development time is best spent looking at the functionality of Keysoft and bringing in meaningful improvements to those Braille users. The Android version will be a number. Um, the current Android version will be twelve. So if you're not on 12, you know, you're you're running an older version of Android, we're going to be running Android 8 and we will still be running a modern version of Android. And that will be true for years to come. So we we know that this is uh, something that's been out there um, and certainly will come up. And that's fine. I I have no problem talking about it and and kind of addressing it, kind of taking that sort of uh taking that in stride because it is something that that does come up and we're we're conditioned to look for the next number, right? We look for the next iOS version. We look for the next version of whatever it may be. And that makes a huge difference on something like an iPhone because we need voiceover. We want the features. They're directly in, in, you know, integrated into voiceover with what the new iOS will bring. Whereas Keysoft is really what we're working with here. And we're running modern apps. We're running 64-bit architecture. So we're not we're not going to be focused on that side of things still. If we see that the benefits are there and that it is a possibility and it's worth the time of our development team to do that, uh, then then it's something we can we can address at that time. So uh, that is where we are where we are on the Touch Plus. But I, I will open it up to questions. They also can be brilliant questions as well. And then we'll pivot toward the last segment here, and I'll talk about Victor Reader. So if anybody has any Braille questions, please feel free to raise your hands. We can take a couple, and then I'll talk about Victor Reader, and then it will be a Q and A happy time. Uh, to to close this out.
4: Alyssa,
5: and, uh, you can unmute.
3: Alyssa. Hey there. Hello.
5: All right. Um, I just have a quick question. Are you guys still offering your demo program? I know years and years ago I bought an Apex, um, but I'm not sure if that's still an option or is there somebody local in Georgia to where I could see some of these?
3: So if you want to see products and you're in Georgia, um, that's going to be, I'd like for you to come by the booth because sure. that's going to be definitely something we'd say there. We have, we have dealers in Georgia, so I believe okay. it'd be Florida vision and reading. Um, it's either, I believe, but come by the booth and we'll get you set up with, yes, we, we can certainly find a way to get a product in your hands. Um, it's obviously very tricky now. Just, yeah. I would love to be able to hand you something and you ask me a million questions and be like, what does this do? And I like the weight or I don't like the waiter, you know? Okay. Um, it's been really tough for all of us, myself included. Um, you know, I'm totally blind and I I know for a fact if somebody had a new product and was talking about it, I would say that's great, but I want to touch it. So
5: Well, I know I'm going to need a new one because one of mine is like 16 years old, so it's probably sure. going to bite the dust.
3: Sure. <laughs> sure. Come by the booth. We're, sure. We are... Uh, come by the booth. We definitely can... Can uh, Sam Adler is your regional human wear rep who you may okay. know. Uh, Sam... It's sam.adler, A-D-L-E-R, at humanware.com. I do not. Definitely. I
2: don't think he was around back when I got my Apex. Yeah,
3: he used to be our low vision product manager. But we'll get you set up with, we'll, we'll find a way. So okay. come see us at the booth and we will definitely talk and we'll we'll make sure we can get you going. But yes, there's there's certainly, I'd encourage everybody out there. If you want to see these products, they will find their way to you at some point. We are going to be on the road again soon, hopefully. Or there are dealers in your area. There are distributors we have in all over the country um, who we can help. Facilitate demos. So, certainly want to get in touch with us via the website, or you can certainly give us a call. But it's usually best to use the website for that info because we can get your geographic location and get you set up with a dealer.
4: Area code 978, ending in 982. You can unmute.
3: All right, 978. Welcome to the Friday Night Funhouse here on HumanWare and ACB Radio.
0: Yes, uh, I'm Gerard from Boston, and uh, I want to thank you for having these uh, educated uh, conferences. And I uh, just want to know if, there's any anyway, um, you could get my email to the support group in the Ukraine? Is that possible?
3: Uh, for the Ukraine, uh, we have deal- That would go through the UK office. The um, UK, so-
0: I mean. I'm sorry.
3: You you want to you want to talk to the UK?
0: Well, I like to belong to the support group.
3: Oh, do you want to belong to the support? So, if you if what I would suggest you do, uh, you can certainly send. If, if it's on our website, but if you'd like to go to our website, www.humanware.com, and click on the support page, and if you want to join the brailleant BI support group, it's there. Otherwise, um, you can send an email to humanwarelive@humanware.com, at humanware.com, and I can, I can try to figure out how to get your email into whichever support group it is you want to join. The user group is for the BI X series Braille displays.
0: Right. That's what I like. Perfect. Humanware dot com.
3: So humanware live, L I V E at Humanware dot com. You can send your inquiry there and I will and just say please add me to this list and I will give you instructions. I'll I'll have you send a blank email somewhere.
0: That's okay, a humanwear um live. L I V
3: E. You got it. Humanware L I V is in Victor, E is in Edward at
0: yeah, com. Right, uh, Rock and roll. Oh, you
3: oh, that's
0: nice. I like rock and roll too. <laughs> Perfect. Like the old rock and roll. Yeah, okay, my friend.
3: Thanks, thank thank you. you very much. Thanks so much. All right. Anyone else? Okay. Uh, we have
4: 501974.
3: All right, area code five oh one. It's your turn, and then we're gonna pivot to Victor Reader, and then we'll go back to questions.
5: This is Teresa. I've been the one that talked to somebody this morning in the um, exhibit room. And I would be on my PC, except uh, where my computer is, I don't have access to it at the moment. But I kind of wanted to know something. I guess uh, the the concern is sticker shock, uh, which is probably more um, uh, cheaper. Which is cheaper, I should say, the Mantis or the uh, Brilliant by forty?
3: Sure. So, and this this is something that you know when we talk about product. We talk about any assistive technology product. There's always that yeah. the, the price side of things. And and I know
5: yeah.
3: I have I've been in it. I'm I'm totally blind. I've not gotten products because of their price point. I've also had it, you know, found found ways. So there are always ways of working through different procurement methods for products, whether it's going through various state services, whether it's whatever is available to you. There are lots of ways. With that being said, we also offer 12 month financing. Uh, on our products, if you purchase through the website, that is valid for the fifteen percent off as well during ACB. The you would use oh, the promo okay. code ACB promo, and you are able to finance a product with the fifteen percent off discount and free shipping. Uh, with that being said, so the price of the Mantis Q40 is twenty four ninety five. So two thousand four hundred ninety five dollars. Again, there's no okay. discount on that product. So twenty four ninety five. The BI 40 is 3195 full priced. So with that 15% discount, it's going to come down to 27 something that I will tell you shortly. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, a, you're going to be able to finance that if that was something you would like to do. So you are able to, you know, to 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 do that. It'd be $27.15.75 during convention, and that can be financed on our website. Again, the promo code is ACB promo. All one word.
5: A C B promo. Okay. Well, so thank we, you. I just wanted to know these things so I wouldn't be embarrassed. It's like, oh, not now.
3: No, it's it, it's a it's a valid, it's a valid question, I think, for all of us here, and not just for blindness technology, for any assistive technology. Uh, the the prices right. and, and the you know, they it's going to be very high, whether it's hearing aids, whether it's special bioptics, whether whatever it may be. Uh, we all do have that and and unfortunately you know we we've we've we put a lot of r and d into these things we want the prices to be lower uh, when it comes down to training support distributing all of that we do continue to see just you know when when we sell things and when we build things we 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 don't have the market share that some other places have so when we think about a mainstream tablet costing 50 80 90 bucks for some entry level thing um unfortunately we we just we're not at that level with what we put into kind of build this stuff and then to support and train on it. So oh, yeah. definitely valid, but certainly we offer financing and we certainly, um, will continue to try to keep these things as, as low of a cost as we can.
5: Right. And those mainstream tablets, um, they're soft, you know, their upgrades change. And unfortunately <laughs> you may not be able to do things that you used to do with um, them.
3: Certainly. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, we, we build 100% of our products for somebody who is blind or low vision, you know, we, we will be having a low vision session on Tuesday evening. Um, and we, you know, we, we, that is our market. So we, we're not here to update something and, and leave folks in the dust after six months or one year or a year and a half. It's just not how we roll. Um, uh, we, we can't do that. Right. We would lose face. So we, and we don't want that. So thank you so much. Right. Yes, sir. Thanks, Teresa. All right, I'm going to pivot, uh, and I will come back to questions. I, I, I love questions. I love interacting with you guys. So I uh, want to quickly talk about what's going on with Victor Reader Trek and Stream. And I know um, that everyone will have the questions, so we'll, we'll certainly be able to take some there. just want to be conscious of time, and it looks like we've got about 21 minutes and 70 70, 70 17 seconds, which I'm, I am have no idea, but somewhere around 21 minutes. So I'll take about 5-10 minutes on some Victor Readers, and then we'll take some questions. A year ago, I was here at the ACB session, and I demonstrated the virtual map browsing mode, and I talked about here maps, H E R E maps, and we did launch the map updates in the version two point one of the trek. We did that back in November uh, when we launched the version in November. We at that time, you know, had kind of promoted it long enough. It was took a lot longer to get some of the POIs, which are the points of interest, kind of into play. So the Victor Reader Trek being a product that is a... Tactile GPS solution, right, for somebody who's blind or visually impaired, just a re- really built for that blind traveler. We were able to bring it out, and the feedback has been incredibly positive with these new maps. The accuracy has been awesome. Um, the points of interest, yes, you'll still find some old stuff, but you certainly find some old stuff on Blind Square and lots of other things as well. So we've, we're trying to work with here maps to filter some of that out. We do know maps need to be updated because a lot of POIs have changed over the last year. So it's something we definitely want to uh, want to to address and we're working with Here Maps to do some of that. Right now we're working, you know, to to kind of see where that goes, so it's certainly something that's still uh, awaited. So ask for your patience, but we are aware, you know, we want to get those POIs updated. With that being said, the Here Maps have been super well received. The virtual map browsing it really feels like what we had back on the Sendero days. We're able to sit on our couch and explore the area around us or explore the area around our friend's house or a coworker or a neighbor or your parents or or your children. Uh, being able to do that has been a huge step forward. So not only being able to virtually walk around and hear the, the intersection type and turn right on the streets you want and walk, but then also find points of interest and then you know being able to drop landmarks if you wanted to do that as well, even when you're in virtual map browsing mode. We also uh, brought in a new map mechanism for updating. So you can certainly spend 10 to 12 hours and download your maps over Wi-Fi. It's absolutely an option. We know many folks don't want to or don't possess that computer knowledge or just don't want to go through the trouble to figure it all out on the website. You can absolutely still use Wi-Fi. We we did not take that away, but we have added the ability to download and update maps directly from the website and they are all in these nice little map packages Um, and you can put the relevant package to you on your device so you're in control a lot of positive feedback there because we opened up the world right we we now include europe we include the maps for australia and and new zealand and more are coming i have been told so we may be able to add some more maps some more certainly more localizations but more maps for you if you're going to estonia on that vacation um I love the Baltic states, just going to say, and uh, I have lots of family in the Balkan states. So it's another map package you may want to throw on there and wander around Belgrade or or somewhere in Croatia, right? Hang out by the Mediterranean. You can do that on the Victor Reader Trek, and you don't have to purchase new maps. So you are able to move um, different countries on. We certainly have had a lot of positive feedback. Map browsing mode has been very well received. So we're going to continue to look at the product uh, from that standpoint of of bringing in new maps. And as far as features, there's nothing on the horizon at this exact moment in time. doesn't mean that the product isn't going to grow. Just right now, we've uh, been kind of compiling things and looking all over for lots of user feedback. So if you do have feedback, we we always would like to hear it. With that being said, I will talk about the Victor Reader stream, which is probably why many of you, uh, if anyone has a connection to Humanware, it's generally through the Victor Reader stream. I know I certainly still use mine all the time. Uh, The stream is absolutely still being sold and still being supported. But with that being said, we know we're in the 10th-ish year of its existence and we need to assess where that product is. Back in late February, early March, we sent out a user survey because we wanted to gather feedback on what it was individuals wanted or, or wanted to see or how they felt about the Victor Reader stream. And when we sent it out, Roland, who's our, our product manager, who some of you may know, she's, you know was, we were thinking, well, well, we'll probably get you know a lot of responses because we know that we have a tremendous amount of interest in users. And we have no shortage of, of kind of a laundry list of features people want to see. So we figured we'd get 50, 100, 150, a couple hundred responses. We got hundreds and it got into the thousands of responses on that survey. So thank you to anybody who, who answered. We got tons and tons of feedback the reason why we're seeking that feedback, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we, we need to assess where the product is. We need to be thinking about moving forward and there's nothing imminent. I'm not here to announce anything. There's, I don't know of anything. I wish I did. I would love to have something in my hand, but I don't. Um, but we wanted to assess where, where we were and what our users thought and what people wanted. And overwhelmingly what we heard from overwhelmingly from all of our users was they love the product but they want modernized hardware. They don't want us to reinvent the wheel. We don't need to drastically change the product because that's what makes it so successful. But what we do need to be thinking of and be conscious of is things like hardware. I mean, USB-C or you know, other methods, thinking about alternatives for text entry, thinking about some other pieces, right? Um, modern hardware is something that came up re- a lot. And so it's certainly... As well as, uh, of course, the addition of, of various services. The word audible came up a ton. Uh, lots of lots of very very co- constructive feedback. And for those of you who took the survey, you know it was a long survey. You were in Google Google Forms for quite some time, uh, giving us feedback that was super critical to our product management team. So we thank you for that. We hear you. Uh, we're certainly. Going to be assessing where we are, but I will say it again: we are still selling and still supporting the second generation Victor Reader Stream. So, we we did put that out, um, and I I wanted to put that out there. Nothing, there's nothing there on sort of software updates. It's certainly still still doing what the stream does best, and that is bringing in our bar books, doing our podcasts, uh, being able to record notes, um, you know, bringing in books from Bookshare, NFB Newsline, all of that stuff is there. So we'll continue to move forward with the Victor Reader products. Um, there will be hopefully some news. I, I mean, you will know. I know that if uh, I remember when the Victor Reader Trek was launched, it crashed the servers, I think, uh, for blind bargains or somewhere. So we know that the interest is in there, and that was just because so many people wanted to uh, re- listen to the podcast uh, after it was archived. So we certainly, you know, want to, um, want, we will let everyone know uh, if something happens, but We're going to continue to support and sell the second-generation stream, and we really appreciate everyone's feedback. So with that being said, we've got about 15-ish minutes, and I know that we're still hands up. So again, to recap, before we get to questions, I talked about the BI 20 and 40X from HumanWare, the new Braille displays, intelligent Braille displays featuring Wi-Fi. The audio capabilities will be coming soon being able to work with onboard features like the editor or the Victor reader application, being able to manage files and folders. I talked about the braille note touch plus and what we're looking at and what we're doing with the note taker side of things, being able to bring in cloud integration directly into our file management system, which is key files, being able to quickly and efficiently move with braille shortcuts to move documents to and from the cloud. Also talked about kind of what, you know, what's, what, Where we're heading there, some shortcuts we're going to be bringing in with that update that, again, will be targeted towards somewhere in in early September, late August, somewhere in the fall. And then pivoted over to the Trek with its new maps and then the stream and thanking everyone for the survey. So that's my uh, one minute and 15 second synopsis of what I talked about. Of course, uh, I would like to take questions and then I want everyone to have an awesome, amazingly fun Friday evening. And so we'll, we'll depart at... 45 after so if there's any questions fire away
5: right beth you can unmute
3: beth you are on
5: hello thank you very much and this is great i'm really enjoying this uh before i ask my questions just a little thing to drop in your ear how about a cell phone on the stream or the Trek. Just, just an idea for the future. Okay. My questions are, number one, why are there the hardware and Bluetooth differences on the BIX series products? And my second and last question is, you had mentioned on, another, on a video that you did that the note takers uh, and of course, you were especially talking about the humanware ones, but I'm assuming you meant note takers in general are Braille centric. And I wondered what features were you meaning when you talked about it being Braille centric? And I thank you very much. Beautiful.
3: Love it. All right, Beth, I'm going to take, take that suggestion too because uh, it came up a bit on the survey. And what I will say is when you build a cell phone, what happens is if, if you build a phone, you have to get that phone approved by the FCC. Because it's a communication device. And the the issue you run into, because we did look into this years ago, what happens though is you have to get it approved in every market you want to sell it. So if you want it to go in Europe, you got to go to the EU, which has very, very strong regulatory pieces. The FCC, you know, in Canada has their own regulatory places. If we were to build a cell phone, we also then have to contend with carriers uh, with with infrastructure we don't we we just did not and do not have that kind of bandwidth and i I know that it's something that is neat, but because we have a global product, we'd have to localize and then get it onto those various networks and get it approved by those regulatory commissions wherever we wanted to sell it and that would just drive the cost way up, and I just don't see us doing that. But it's a great suggestion. I I hear you there, and I know there are products out there that are very tactile and are um, that that still exist. You know, there are there are pieces out there that will do that. I do not think you will ever see us put that on a product like the stream, as much as it makes sense, kind of. When you when you think about it, I'd be like, this would be perfect. Um, I don't think it's something somewhere we'd go. And and there are a lot of reasons. There are other reasons besides those I just mentioned, but those certainly would hold us back. And, and if we did do something, it would just be way, way too costly. Um, the second piece, when I talk about braille-centric, I love this one because we're we are a braille-centric company, meaning braille front. We are we believe in braille literacy, we promote braille literacy every chance we get. I certainly would not be employed. I think many of us, and we, we can reference all kinds of studies, um, about the correlation, the absolute undeniable correlation between braille reading and employment and kind of retaining gainful and meaningful employment. Um, when we look at what I, when I say braille centric, what I mean is when we are in our email client, our email program, and I want to reply to a message, I can press backspace with the letter R to do that. Uh, I can press enter with S to start selecting. I have Braille first shortcuts built in for a Braille user. Whereas when I'm using Gmail uh, and I'm in the Gmail application on Android or, or wherever it may be, those types of shortcuts do not always exist. And iOS does have them if you know how to use your Braille displays to input command and you, know, you can do something like command shift D or something to send an email. There's some very wild commands in iOS, uh, or on the Mac or whatever it is. But what we're trying to do is a, the Braille shortcuts and B first letter navigation. We want you to be able. So Braille centric, meaning when I'm on the main menu, I can press a to move to all applications. I can press the letter I want in Braille combined with all of those Braille shortcuts to efficiently and effectively move through my environment as a Braille user. So when I talk about that and I do, I say that a lot and I, I, uh, I'm glad you you floated through some other topics. I haven't bored you in some of those videos and various things I do because I I tend to be all over the place, um, and I really enjoy what I do. And I I really I talk a lot about this braille centric side because we can all use native applications. I use third party apps all day long. I'm an iPhone user. I'm an I I'm a heavy iPhone user. I use all sorts of things, but productivity wise, there is something to be said for the Braille first and very Braille centric approach. And that's why we still do what we do with creating a note taker um, or, or encouraging everyone to use Braille displays with their PC or with their iPhone. It's also very important to read the world around us. I am compiling and I will be doing a presentation. I don't know when of, and it's really going to be talking about the power of dictation. And unfortunately, I still receive copious amounts of email that are dictated and they just are there, some of them are very scary to read because it, no one's proofread them. Some of it just is, it, it's unfortunate because I know what is going on. I know why those emails look the way they do. But if I'm trying to send in a resume or if I'm trying to communicate with somebody professionally, as the people are who are reaching out to me, it just does not look good. And I can tell that that is, unfortunately, someone who's just not reading the world around them very much. So Braille is very, very important to us. We, we, will, we are very much steadfast in it. So that's kind of where, where that comes from, Braille-centric. All right,
4: nine one eight, ending in two nine two. You can unmute. This is Allison, and
5: I have had um, I've had uh, Victor streams, and I have a Victor <clears throat> a Victor Trek now, primarily because I know it's more powerful. I don't use the GPS that much, but of course, I always can. What I wanted to know is, is there any thought of? Um, well, I'm thinking of, for instance, the Jonathan Mosin podcast. Is there any thought about having chapters? I know, yeah. in general, if you have the right um, software or if you have absolutely. the right device, you can jump from chapter or section to section in his podcast, and you can't do that on on the track. Is there any thought about that?
3: There is. It's a. I I love it, and there absolutely is. It's certainly on our on our on our specs it's certainly been created as a as a user story uh, for the R&D team uh, it is definitely many podcasts today especially now that everyone's i mean even even a couple of years ago when Jonathan started doing it it was relatively new but many many podcasts take advantage of that so it's certainly something we want to look at and it essentially makes it behave like a daisy book right we can jump to certain sections that are predetermined um, and it's yes it is something we certainly want to address so Absolutely on the radar. Yes.
5: Is there anything new on the track? That, uh, any updates now?
3: So, no updates now. The update was in November um, and that was yeah, the update to our that. maps and also had a new routing engine. It's very, very GPS focused, that update. But there will certainly it. be more coming. It's just nothing nothing at this moment that I that I was announcing or kind of nothing I have to show.
6: Okay. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Allison. Have an awesome weekend. Great convention. Thank you,
6: Haley. You can go ahead with your question. Hey, thank you for being here. Um, my question is: I'm a paraeducator uh, for a student who is visually impaired, and I'm totally blind myself. And I'm wondering if the um, Mantis is able to somehow connect to? I believe it's Google Smartboard. I'm not sure if it's I'm not hmm. sure if it's Microsoft or Google. Um, there's a smart screen that the teachers are using in the class to. Pull things off their computer, um, primarily off of Schoology, and present on the screen. Right. And if I could get that information to myself or assist my student in doing so, um, is, I think it'd be immensely.
3: I totally agree, Haley. And as of right now, um, there's nothing, you know, there have been tools. There have been some tools even developed in the last year um, by you know, by by some companies that will allow you to view PowerPoints remotely or things on a Braille display. Uh, the smart board side of things, I get this quite a bit. I do a lot. I mean, a ton of work in education. And obviously, normally I'm running around from school to school. This is something that comes up quite often. The issue we have, and, and I, I know things are coming from various LMS platforms, so whether it's Schoology or Canvas or Google Classroom. They use uh, them all. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. It's, a, that's, challenge. That's, that's it's a challenge. That's the piece. So it's, it's the challenge of that combined with which smart board are they using? So when we look at assessing that, so it could be Promethean, it could be you know, that there are quite a few out there. We want to look at this. I really want to look at this. And, and for you, it's a great case for you. I mean, you're, you're a para, so you're supporting someone. Also for your kiddos. Uh, To have them be able to follow along would be incredibly valuable. Uh, But it's something that right now just is not necessarily there. There are some tools in the works um, and not by us. Um, I know that there is a company called Scribe. For meetings and things like that that are out there that certainly I believe maybe here at ACB as a vendor, they're, they're, you know, have been around a long time, but those may be some other options to look into. But we certainly want to look at tools for accessing smart boards, tools for remotely looking at presentations as they appear. It's, it's a little trickier also in the classroom setting because you need to be able to. Almost share IPs and and it, it, you would, you would run into some IT hurdles, I would fear, uh, at certain levels versus just doing it in your own home. So it, but it's, it is not something that is out of the cards. I, I, I know it can be done. I'd strongly encourage you to check out scribe. Uh, for meetings and, and see if that might be a solution. If that works, then yes, the Mantis can, I mean, if, if you're able to view something on a computer, the Mantis will show it in Braille. So, you know, if if the Mantis itself wouldn't do it, it would be the Mantis being used as a Braille display that would do it.
6: I, I'm. I, I'm. Thank yous for your information. I won't be barking up the wrong tree to find out the information myself, um, <laughs> but I will. I will bring that up um, to the TBI because she's more in charge than I am, and we'd Love be it. messing with the tech mm-hmm. people who where probably you, don't want our hands in their pot.
3: <laughs> where are you at, Haley? Where are you? Looking? I'm
6: in. I'm in. Um, Washington State.
3: Okay, so I believe you go through Boundless as our our dealer in the Northwest, but certainly reach out uh, to, if Kevin Hughes or Rachel Feinberg, who work at Humanware, uh, are. Are covering the West. Rachel is fantastic. She's a product specialist. We we'd love to hear from you. And I know you can also talk with Bruce McClanahan over at uh, Washington School for the Blind. We're
6: in close contact with him. Right.
3: Um. Bruce, he just trained. Yeah.
6: He just trained the TV I'm working yes. with on JAWS. So you're, and, you are um, connected. Mantis, I love so. to
3: hear it. And we care so, so much about this. And I, I'd love for you to continue to main, be in touch and, and kind of look around, check out Scribe, check out some different things. But the Mantis would certainly, if you can get the computer to to, to demo it, if it's going to be have Braille output, the Mantis would certainly show it.
6: Okay. Thank you for that information. Thank
3: you, Haley. I think we have time for one
1: more.
6: Guillermo, you can unmute.
3: Guillermo.
1: Peter, how's How's it going? going. Thank you so much for taking my question. Sure. Um, So, I know that um, HumanWare um, takes a very uniform approach to some of your products. And um, I must say that I've been helping uh, people get acquainted with their brilliant BI x and just learning it myself mm-hmm. um, but i also have a braille note touch plus and my question is regarding the victor reader application mm-hmm. is are there any plans to bring that back to the braille note touch plus um though i have gotten accustomed to the uh, easy reader sure. plus exactly. i i do like the intuitiveness and the ease that the victor reader application affords I love it.
3: So, there are no plans to bring that Victory Reader back, and and mainly we we had a lot of issues with it not staying focused in books and and just being saying, just doing some strange things. We worked with Easy Reader Plus. We need to update that app, Guillermo, 100%. I mean, there are things we need to do, which which are in the works, um, bringing in some different types of support, just different things that we need to be doing to update Easy Reader Plus, um, and and making it more robust than where it is. I guess the one thing I would ask you, and I I know we don't have a ton of time, and I'd like to get one more question if possible, but is there something specific? If you could narrow it down to one or two pieces that you, what do you miss about Victor Reader? What do you wish Easy Reader Plus could do do that it cannot do for you? We got to close? Sounds good. What I want you to do, Guillermo, come by the booth. So Monday through Friday, we have booth hours. Come see me and we will will address this. I want to get some feedback. And for anybody out there, if you have feedback, info at humanware.com. Please give us feedback.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. All right. I'd like to give the closing code for today because I know that some of you are here needing that. And it is 69001. That is 69001. And I want to thank Peter for being here with us. This is such exciting stuff. And um, I got to go see if I can buy any of these. All right. So thank roll. you. Yeah. Thank you all for being <laughs> here today. Peter is going to be at uh, at least two more sessions this weekend. I know he's at the BITS uh, session um, t- on Sunday right and then i am then on the information access committee um, meeting tomorrow afternoon so there are two more opportunities to um to talk with peter there and then at his booth so thank you so much peter for uh, being with us this afternoon
3: glad to be here and i just want to say everyone has a phenomenal phenomenal week so it's 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 great and we're glad to be here please come say hi don't be scared don't be a stranger and we will talk soon